Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. Hey friends, it's Paige. Thanks so much for listening in again to another episode. I wanted to tell you a little bit about something before you listen to this one. I had the honor and the privilege and the complete joy of interviewing my mom for a special May Mother's Day episode. I'm so excited for you to listen to it, but I have to tell you, the second I got off the call recording this with my mom, I was so anxious to listen back to it because I knew that she was incredible and I was so excited to get to share this episode with you. But unfortunately, one of my cords was slightly off. I'm still learning about this audio stuff. And unfortunately, it really affected the sound on my end. My number one priority when it comes to giving you guys a really good podcast is the audio quality because if it doesn't sound good? Who's going to listen to anything I have to say? So I just wanted to see if maybe you guys could give me a little grace on this episode because the fact is after I listened to it and I really got into it, I thought, "Mm, I really feel like this is just too golden to re-record. You know, I just felt like maybe it wouldn't be as organic and as natural and be as much fun if we tried to recreate some of the fun moments on this episode. So please be patient. On my mom's end, she has excellent sound quality, so you can definitely hear everything she's saying. On my end, it was my microphone. I'm learning. So thank you so much for your grace and your understanding, and I hope you'll be able to push past the little staticky sounds that you might hear on my end to hear some of the absolute golden advice that my mom has for us today. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? (laughs) No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. 
I know your time is valuable. So thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey there, welcome to the second episode of the very special Mother's Day May series. Last week we heard from the amazing Coach Kay Mobek, and today I'll be talking to the beautiful and sometimes sassy Teresa Cannon, or as I like to call her, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hey, Paige. Um, I'm super excited about this episode because we'll just tell you guys a little secret back behind the scenes bit, which is that we're recording this prior to Mother's Day, but when this airs, it's just going to be the Monday right after Mother's Day. So happy early Mother's Day, Mom. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to you. Oh, thanks. Um, I do have to say that Mom and I have always had this thing about mother, and she and I really love calling each other mom. Uh, My kids call me mom. I've always called her mom. And so she and I sometimes in the past have like been on a mission if we're getting Mother's Day cards to find anything that says mom. And I don't know. I just, I think you and I have talked about how we feel like mother is formal. And I remember when I first started this business and the clients that I was working with, I would put things out on social media or whatever. And I would say something about such and such a mother. And I thought, that is so not me. I'm such a mom girl. So I say mom all the time. My busy moms of littles always call you mom. I just love how it's a little bit more casual and comfortable. And that's honestly how I always feel like you've made me feel. I know that there's kind of that fine line where you're not supposed to be friends with your kids. You're supposed to have that role of the mother, but it's kind of been this beautiful thing that's happened since I've grown up is I really do think you're my best friend. And do you know where the mom thing came from for me? Tell me. Dad's mom. I adore, I still do, but because he always called his mother mom. And I loved that. And so that's that's where it came from. So shout out to grandmommy, huh? Oh, hey, grandmommy. We love you. That's right. I think I knew that once upon a time and I forgot, but I love that you call her mom. That just makes me so happy. And again, it's a term of endearment. It is. I have to tell you that when I said I was going to have you on, this was going to be a labor of love for you to get on with me and have this Zoom call turn podcast episode even come to fruition. And I cannot thank you enough and dad and Google and everyone who helped us figure out how to get it all set up. Because one thing that you and I have in common is that we just aren't always the most tech savvy, but our heart is really in it. Like we mean well. Well, you have certainly come through on the tech savvy stuff. So don't downplay that. <laughs> oh, you know why? Because mom, you actually, this is a life lesson that I had a feeling would come up. You always told me you don't have to know all the answers. You don't, whether you're a student in class or you're a parent or you are running a business, you don't have to be the person who knows all the answers. You just have to be the person to know where to find them. Uh, Back in the day, it was like the Encyclopedia Britannica that we had in the upstairs, you know, all the books that you would go. Now it's Google. Mom and I are quickly like, how do you figure something out? Hurry up and Google it. Mom actually is better at that than I am. She goes straight to Google. And that's, you know, the reason you might be thinking that I've worked on this tech savvy thing is because I've just hired the right people to help me out. So I knew when this podcast was going to launch, it was going to be because I had some really good people behind me who were helping me deal with the tech. So 
I do think that's a life lesson to start this episode out off with is that you don't have to know everything. You just have to know where to find the information that you need. And now I'm going to pivot really quick. I want people to know, I said on my trailer, if you guys have not listened to that ridiculous, silly, suspenseful, silly voice trailer, I talk about being born and raised for the first part of my life in Humboldt, Tennessee. And I love the fact that my mom was the hostess princess of the strawberry festival. I see you guys. I wish you could see right now. We're on the zoom call and I see video and she's shaking her head like, Oh no. But the funny thing, mom, is that I feel like that was something that was you kind of stepping out of your comfort zone. Would you agree when you decided you were going to be in this kind of beauty pageant and do all these things? And then you ended up winning the hostess princess, which was like a pretty big stinking deal in Humboldt, Tennessee. Would you agree that that was you stepping out of your comfort zone? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There, there were people behind that. That was not my idea. Oh, obviously people who knew that you had a shot. And I, I love whenever you told me the night that you walked out and you had your dress on before you went and Paul, this is your dad. Paul looked at you and he what did he say? He said, he might just win this thing. Or what is it? Tell me. He said those were his words. I think that's sweet that you even remember that. But yeah, that was a, that was a sweet moment for me too. And I, I love that so much. I have such sweet memories. I can't wait for the time that I can take my kids back and we can see all of that. Uh, we had, I had this glimmer of hope that we were going to be able to, after all this coronavirus stuff, what if we could possibly get back in time for the strawberry festival? I have a feeling they're not going to be doing the parade this year. I don't know, but maybe next year. That would be a super fun thing. I think they would love watching that. They would. They would enjoy that. Another thing that you did that I love is you are such a brain. You are so smart. And you went to nursing school when you were very young. And I don't know, I kind of bow down to you when I think about all the smarts you got to have to go through nursing school. That's no easy thing. Tell me again, when did you start nursing school? It's like a really young age. At 17. At 17. I had a late birthday. So that's why it put me at 17. I originally was going to go to the university and start out there and get some prerequisites out of the way. But instead, another opportunity came up where I had a scholarship offer and they said I could go straight into nursing school from high school. So um, that was some pretty tough time. You know, I'd never really been out and about. And here I find myself in a, in a nursing school setting and the head was in the book all the time. I never have regretted that, though. I think that's one of the hardest things I ever did. And I have never regretted that decision. So that's, it's been a lot of good years of nursing, that's for sure. Yeah, I love that. Um, you started out young and kind of reminds me of when I was young and I left college and came out to California and didn't really know anybody or what the heck I was going to do. And you and dad were so instrumental in just allowing me the freedom and the opportunity to try that. I had never even been to California before. And somehow I decided that that was where I needed to go. And I just, I so felt called to that place and talk about not regretting it. This has been a great place, right? 
did oh my gosh mom back in the day remember whenever i was in that movie this was september 2003 i moved out walked onto the movie set with some connections that i had made actually in college and started doing a movie ended up being like having my mom come out to visit and she sat in the director's chair with the director and met these actors on this movie that i was working on Oh gosh, if you want to know what it was, my scenes were edited out, but it was called cellular and mom came on and we had the most fun. And she and I kept looking at each other like, how did we get here? I am officially a Screen Actors Guild member. How did that happen? Mom, what were you, I don't know if you and dad were talking about like, what is this girl doing? She's going to go off to California. She's never been there. Like, what were you thinking as parents, supportive parents at that time? Um, it never occurred to me that it would not be successful. Really? Yes. Yes. Because when you decide something, you make it happen. You've always been that way. So, uh, you know, the, I wanted to be able to check in on you just because of young girl, but you were going with, you were meeting up with a college friend. So, you know, I felt like there was some security there that you two would be checking on each other. Your safety was the only thing I really wanted to make sure of. I knew you'd figure the rest of it out and you did. Kudos to you, kiddo. Well, thanks mom. And you know, you said dad's name a couple times too, which is, I think the two of you both have been so supportive and in some ways you have very similar beliefs and thoughts and whatever. And then you two have very different personalities. And I am so grateful that I had that mix of both. And I think I'm so 50 of the two of you. I've said this a lot where I feel like I've gotten bits. I feel like I've gotten work ethic from the two of you. My dad is a car salesman, not the typical car salesman vibe that you might think of, but He's an honest man. He's a good man. He's a hard worker. He's helpful. He wants to serve people when they come to him. He will do whatever it takes to get them what it is they need. And I think my mom was the same. He was also a leader. My mom very much is a leader in her industry, nursing, all the different stages in a leadership role with nursing now. Again, great work ethic. I never had to question if my parents were going to turn the alarm off and get up and go to work. You know, you don't call out for sick days unless you're legitimately sick. And typically you guys would go in on a sick day too. And just, I, I really felt like that was a way that I was watching the two of you serve. He was serving his customers. You were serving your patients or your nurses who you were in charge of. And then my name is page and it literally means to serve and it brings me all kinds of crazy joy being able to serve anybody whether it's my kids my friends family clients whoever it just it lights me up and i think it's because of the way that you and dad were as a team i couldn't have asked for better parents gee whiz page this is just like a love fest i mean that's what I warned you it was going to be when you came on this episode. I know you're a little nervous, but I was like, no, mom, you don't understand. It's really like having a conversation. And honestly, when you and I are talking, I do feel like a lot of times I'm like thanking you, saying how much I appreciate something that you've done for me. Mom was always the queen of sending me fun surprises when I was in college or wherever. And just the, the, 
I mean, mom is an acts of service girl. I'm a, a words of affirmation girl. So my parents always filled up my love language bucket with, with words of affirmation, but mom is an acts of service person. And I know that if there's something that you need to get done and maybe you don't know how to do it, or maybe it's something that you do know how to do, but you just don't feel like doing uh, dishes for one. You and I joke about how we hate, I feel like we're both really organized people, but we hate doing the dishes. That is just the worst. I know that if I come to your house and I do your dishes, you're just like, you come home from work and you're like, oh, please stay all because I did the dishes. Yeah. I say, please stay whether you do dishes or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I feel like every time we leave, we try to come in the summertime and in the holiday time. And I feel like every time the kids and I leave, it's the only way we're able to leave is whenever we start the countdown for the next time we come and see you guys. Um, so now we're not going back and visit you, visiting you in Humboldt, Tennessee, but you guys are in Bartlett, Tennessee. So shout out to all my Bartlett people. Just had my 20th high school reunion not that long ago. Mom, how crazy is that? How can that be? I, I, I don't know. How can it be? And you still look so good. That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> did I say that out loud? <laughs> you did. And I, I have it. I have it on uh, recording forever. Um, well, listen, what was that? I said, oh, yay. <laughs> yay. So I have to tell you a few different things. I joke about how we hate doing the dishes, but we are pretty organized. I definitely think you're an organized person. I think I got my my love for keeping up with my house from you because you always would say my home is a reflection of me and i didn't really get that until i was out on my own and even before i was a mom but just taking care of my own space and i did feel like it was a reflection of me and i think that a lot of times the clients houses that i go into i'm reminded of that something that you said to me a long time ago and that because i think a lot of times they're asking for my help because they think their house is a reflection of them. And if it's not sort of organized and working well in the way that maybe something in their office would, or maybe a relationship with their kids is going great, but they're just frustrated with the way their house, for example, is looking. And I, I can't help but think that you set me up for that. And a love of that, those, all those Saturday mornings when we had our chores and we would get up and we would all get assigned either vacuum or dusting or whatever and you guys would crank up the um either the tape player like we'd have our boom box in whatever room and we'd have our tapes or we would have the record player and I was thinking the other day about some of the songs we used to listen to like Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling we'd listen to that or mom remember when we got into all the um oh, endless love do you remember the uh, endless love oh yes that's so funny I, I remember that well yeah I think we had like, there was like the Dirty Dancing soundtrack and there were Celine Dion or Whitney Houston or, and it was just, that was your way of sort of saying, signifying, okay, kids, this is the time we're going to do Saturday morning cleaning. Other people might have cartoons. I'm sure we did that too, but we would just be crank up the music and we would get those stores done and then we'd get our allowance money and then it was over. And that was always really important to you because you wanted to maintain an awesome looking house. But I have to ask you, as you have gotten older and you have other responsibilities and you don't have the littles at home anymore, do you feel like a hugely important thing to giving you the opportunity to focus on what you want is to ask for help? So I'm kind of hinting at housekeeper. 
yes, housekeeper is a great idea. You know, it, and it doesn't have to be that often, but just sometimes you just need that extra heavy duty help. And uh, we are grateful for that help. So I don't pretend to be a great housekeeper these days, but you know, dad's a really good housekeeper. <laughs> He is. Mom, do you know what I put when I was jotting down some notes and I was thinking about that? Tell me. I'll give you one guess. That's all you need. Tell me the one area if we were coming to visit or if any, if we were going to have company come over, right? That's what we say in the South. We're going to have company. If company's coming over, what would dad break his back doing? What was the room in the house that he would just scrub and scrub and scrub and come out all sweaty? I'm thinking the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> literally my least favorite place to clean. My dad crushed it. It was always the bathroom. And yeah, and mom and I were like, okay, you do that. You go ahead and do that. We'll just, we'll, we'll sit back. And-, and I don't, I don't find any um, pain in asking for help. You know, I, I can still focus on other things too. So sometimes you just have to recognize where you need a little assistance. So I cannot agree with that more. And I love that you're saying that because I think sometimes people feel like that they're dropping the ball if they ask for help. I personally think it just makes you look like a smarter person and certainly more sane because you don't feel like you have to do everything and do it well. Focus on the things that bring you joy. Do that. Hire people or delegate and ask for help, uh, whether that's asking for your kids for help or hiring somebody to come in and and do that for you. I do want to pivot in one way because there was there's definitely something that's come up recently that a lot of us have never had on our bucket list. We are adding homeschool parents to our resume given the current situation. And I'm just curious how you decided that you were going to homeschool my brothers. I went to public school my whole life. I, I loved my school experience and that really worked well for me. I'm definitely a social person an extrovert. So I loved that. And then I've got two younger brothers that you homeschooled. I'm curious if you want to speak to that at all. And can you give us any advice for those of us, even though I'm a teacher of 13 years, I've never homeschooled before. Any advice for that? Uh, My advice would be just relax with it. You do not have to be the, the king or queen of knowing how to teach every one of those subjects. But there again, you can find assistance with that too. But, you know, I never saw it to homeschool. It was Pierce who was really sort of pushing me to homeschool. And so I just started reading up on it. I started talking to people who obviously had successful kids and they had homeschooled. So I was trying to, you know, kind of get my ducks in a row as to if this was truly something that would work for us. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It gave us so much freedom in that I thought our home life, our family life improved. I thought we were, we did a really great job on making it specific, making the the, uh, curriculum specific for their particular interest and kind of met them where they were scholastically. And if they needed additional assistance, man, we had some outside teachers that were, you know, highly degreed they had been teachers and then here they're teaching this particular student one-on-one oh my gosh and he had the most amazing field trip I had a patient that was an incomplete quadriplegic so he had a van that had the hand controls and whatever 
And uh, he called me one day and he said, he was a diehard Republican. Can I say that? Is it okay to say? Of course. Anyway, and so he had been invited to the presidential inauguration. And he said, I want to go. I just need somebody to take me. And I got to thinking about it. And I thought I could take him. And so I talked to him about it and I said, but I would need to bring Pierce because, you know, we're homeschooling. And he said, you can bring whoever you want to. <laughs> awesome. so we did the presidential inauguration. We went to congressional receptions. We did all the touristy stuff. And that was in January. So for that Christmas, Pierce had gotten one of those little Razor scooters. So this is a hoot. It was snowy in, in D.C. And we would come up out of the subway. Of course, you know, we had to use all the handicapped subway because he's in a wheelchair and he had his motorized wheelchair. And we'd come up out of that subway and he would just pause. And Pierce would take his scooter out of his backpack and open it up, grab hold of the handlebar on, you know, the hand piece on the back of the wheelchair. And he'd say, OK, I'm ready. And he just held on to that wheelchair and he scooted all over DC. It was hilarious. That, that is so awesome. And what I feel like I'm picking up is that even during this homeschool time, there are so many life lessons and things that you can find that maybe you don't see just in a book and embrace the opportunities for your kids and you to learn new things. Would you, would you say that would be, I love your advice to just relax. Just relax with it. Yeah. And, and it's going to get done and you're going to, you're going to educate your kids because that desire is there. And, you know, it might not have been your choice with all the COVID stuff, but it's a blessing too. So just don't, don't be too hard on yourself. You know, I do remember a thing about his Razor scooter. He got busted in the Supreme Court building for riding, riding his scooter on the marble floors. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I'm going to have to, I totally have to text him after this and be like, you're not even going to believe what mom and I were just talking about on this podcast episode. And then um, with Parker, now Pierce went back to high school, 10th grade, but with Parker, we homeschooled him uh, several years and then he had some private school in between. And then I think for his junior and senior year, pretty much all his classes were out. He had private tutors or he was going to class. He was driving himself. So Parker won't just come out and say that he was homeschooled. He'll say that he had private classes. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. His version. That is so cool. And actually it was making me think of how Parker really ended up uh, getting involved in swim team and really excelled there. You and I talked about that even being probably a great thing for maybe my Duke to do in the future. And that actually ended up kind of parlaying into him and, and Pierce, both of them working for you down the line. So uh, because you are a nurse, you had this great background in CPR, life-saving skills, all that kind of thing. And, and you decided, and I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about how you decided to start your own business in your backyard and use a swimming pool that was something you and your family were going to use already and turn it into a business. I do think that this is where a lot of my entrepreneurial spirit comes from. I feel like I get a bit of that from you guys where that was something you wanted to do and you were able to give your kids an opportunity to work with you, get certified, have that be a legit thing 
that was a family business known all over the community. And I joke in the first part of this episode about you being sometimes sassy. It was called Sassy Summer Swim School, which I love. So tell me about that. Well, when we moved into this house, one of the reasons we moved here was because we wanted to put a pool in. And so it was a great lot, you know, up on a hill and whatever. So that got going and reading this book. You know, I've always sort of been drawn to business books. I guess I'm a little bit of a geek. I don't know. But anyway, so the guy that did Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then the guy, I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry. I'm not able to give him kudos. But then he did, what was it? rich kid, smart kid, or something like that. Something, I can't remember exactly. I, w- I wish I knew. But when I was reading that book, it was talking about taking liabilities and turning it into an asset. And I just thought, hmm, now that we've got this pool, it is a liability. So how could we, anyway, so anyway, we basically set it up as an S-Corp. The kids got certified. Depending on their ages, they started out as an aide. They progressed to a lifeguard and went on to get their own certification. And then both of them worked as lifeguards at the local rec center. And then Parker was on the swim team and he got to swim at state. So it just turned into an amazing thing. So I literally would do nursing on a PRN basis in the winter, spring, and fall. And in the summertime, all I did was teach swimming lessons. And so it was fun because some of those kids that started with us as young kids, because we did it for so many years, they came back and actually worked in the swim school business too. So they went on to be lifeguards. They went on to be aides as they started. So it it turned into a really great business and, and a service to the community too. So that, that was a real blessing for everybody. I love that. I love that story so much. And, and again, it was another opportunity for you to, to serve the community and teach your kids these valuable life lessons of uh, running a business, being a part of a business, having that responsibility to show up to work every day, taking pride in your business and what you were doing. And I have to tell you, that has been an, an incredible example for me. I have these lofty goals, you know, we call Graham, Graham. Wait, I got to say, side note, we call my mom, my kids call her Graham. And funny story, we say she puts Graham in grammar because she and I are totally, <laughs> she's laughing right now, totally obsessed with grammar and making sure like grammar is all correct. But anyway, that just popped into my head. But I have thought about taking what Graham did, what my mom did um, with her swim school and have this lofty idea we call my Duke. Wreck it, Ralph, because he just loves destroying things and he'll do it with a smile and the greatest attitude, but loves knocking stuff over. And then my Isabel is so creative and artistic. And I think about us in the future. I have this organizing business where Duke's going to be my guy who comes and just knocks everything over and helps us with the good purge. And then Isabel and I put it all back together in a pretty package. So I'm definitely taking uh, notes from what you did in the past, mom. And who knows, maybe we'll have a little family business in the future too. That could be super fun and cool. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And uh, I do have to say, I'm, I'm going to have to wrap this up. You know, mom, you and I can talk for two hour stints at a time. And all of a sudden we're like, uh, the sun just went down. I should probably <laughs> go get 
go get dinner started. But I am going to have to wrap it up because we are actually recording this on Greek Easter in April. And my husband is off to go get us some uh, food that we can cook tonight. And so, um, mom, it's been an absolute pleasure. I love you and adore you. And I'm so glad that you did this with me. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure and I love you and I'm so proud of you. Keep it up. Thank you so much. So I just wanted to tell you guys that this is in the middle of the continued series, the May Mom's Day series, not to be confused with Mother's Day, Happy Mom's Day. And you will also be hearing the next couple of weeks from a couple of my great friends. So join me as we listen to Amy Pendergraft and Chrissy Khalil. Both have a very special message of trust and faith, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. Mom, thanks again. Happy Mom's Day, and I love you. I love you too, sweetheart. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.